intentions can be good or bad. We have to be careful who we listen to and put our trust in. When we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth, He will show us things yet to happen. Come listen with us as we learn what the Word of God says about predictions. Well, hello everybody. This is Marcus. And Trisha. And we are... The Messengers. Welcome us back. It's been a while. It has. And uh, right now there's only one thing I can think of, and that's uh, those great looking cookies behind me. I, I want to get one of those chocolate chip cookies. They're good. I'll yeah. tell you that. You've already had one. See? Cheater. <laughs> Maybe more than one. Cheater, cheater, chocolate chip cookie eater. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So today uh, we're back, and would you like to tell them what we're going to be talking about today? Sure. We're talking about prediction. Okay, so we're not talking about, you know, going and gambling and predicting, you know, like cards or dice or anything like that. Right. Talking about the Bible. Yes. Right. And about some prediction today, too. Okay. You know, some people think they have it all figured out. Yep. And they can predict the future and what's going to happen tomorrow or, you know, a month from now. And, right. And that's just not really the case. And there's even TV shows on today where people, like, supposedly come back from uh, the future, the future. And, and, and know all this stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. That's sci-fi. Right? Sci-fi. That's, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> not not Bible-fi, but sci-fi. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you know, we're just living in the days where people are trying to predict what will happen and when. And the truth is that we cannot predict when God will move and how. However, when we have the Holy Spirit living inside us, He leads and guides us into all truth. Preach it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He helps us know the things we need at the right time, but we have to be willing to listen and do what he says. That's the key right there. Yes, it is. It's a whole thing. It's most important. So let's look at the Old Testament. There were many times where people were able to prophesy or give interpretations. It's very important to remember, though, that these people were not speaking their own words. Right. The Holy Spirit was speaking through them. And Peter reiterates this. Okay. So let's look at 2 Peter 1, verses 20 to 21. And this is going to be out of the NLT. It says, Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So other predictions were for, uh, from such people as Joseph and Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, these mighty men allowed the Spirit to move through them in dreams and interpretations. You can find out more about these guys. Joseph would be Gen- Genesis 31 through 42. Okay. And then the whole book of Daniel. Right. All about Daniel. Can you believe that? Yeah, his own book. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good book, though. <laughs> They trusted God and were able to help many people, even at their own peril. There was bad stuff that happened to these guys, but they kept going because they trusted in God and they had the Holy Spirit on them that was able to speak. All right, yeah. So it was awesome. And they were willing to listen and not give in to pressure from the people opposing them. That was a big thing. There were people that were trying to kill them and, Mm -hmm. you know, saying they were liars and... Um, things like that, uh, really 
negative stuff that can sometimes sidetrack people and get them off the right path. Well, yeah, it can definitely sidetrack you, especially when somebody's trying to kill you. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. kind of... Uh, <laughs> But what, they, what did I do? <laughs> they stayed true to God. Right. They did. Yep. So the prophets all predicted the fall of Israel and Jerusalem and the peril that the Israelites would receive. They were the chosen people of God, but when they turned away and worshipped other people and things, God had to be just and punish them. That's how he was. He didn't want to punish the people he loved because he got mad that they didn't like him anymore. It was nothing like that. He had set down the law and he had to fulfill the law right. of Moses. These people had done wrong and they just had to be punished. That's how it goes. The great thing about the whole situation was that he always left hope for them. Like he never took it all away. There was always hope. And yes, they would have to endure many years without the luxuries they had at that time, but God never left them alone. Amen to that. And that's how he is today. He never leaves us. There's even a scripture that says he never leaves us nor forsakes us. Amen? That's right. That's right. So he was still with them, and he brought them back to him after... Um, years of being in exile and things like that, he, he brought the remnant back. He was faithful and never forgot his promise with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. And David, too. Mm -hmm. You know, he made a promise that somebody would come from David's throne that would be the Christ. Mm -hmm. So he had that promise, too. But he promised hope that there would be a remnant. And the nation of Israel was destroyed and destructed. But God was faithful and always held hope for the future. And that is true today. There is a lot of things happening in Israel right here at this point in time in 2018. And we are seeing people that are going back to Israel. They are part of the remnant of things that happened. And they are going back. And it's really such yeah. an amazing thing to see. It's, it's really such a great thing. So we see one of these promises in Isaiah. All right, so we're looking at Isaiah 10, verses 20 to 21 out of the NIV. And this is the remnant of Israel. Just what you've been talking about. Go figure, right? Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so that day, the remnant of Israel, the survivors of Jacob, will no longer rely on him who struck them down, but will truly rely on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. A remnant of Jacob will return to the mighty God. So, in the book of Joel, who is another prophet, we see the hope we now have in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Isn't that amazing that all those years ago, they were predicting the birth of Jesus. Right. It's awesome. So, this is Joel 2. It's going to be a little bit. It's going to be 28 to 32, and once again, the NIV. So, this is the day of the Lord. It starts off in 28 and it says, And afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, 
and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. It's great. Yeah. We've heard that before. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Right. We see that over and over again. So the coming of the Messiah was well predicted through the prophets and even signs on the earth. The star pointed the way for the wise men, but they heard the instruction of the Holy Spirit to follow that star. And there's the Holy Spirit again, right? That's right. They didn't just, you know, wake up one night and see a star and go, oh, gee, that's cool. Let's just follow it. Wow. <gasps> that's no, bright. That was, that was the leading of the Holy Spirit through them. Right. So once again, this is the NIV, and it's going to be Matthew 2, verses 1 through 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. That's right. They were so happy. And you know, so many people, theologians and scholars and stuff like that, have all say, Oh, well, he, they didn't really follow the star, and oh, he was too old for them when they did that, and stuff like that. And that doesn't bother me as much. Like, a lot of people get mad about Christmas. Well, that's not when he was born. Well, <laughs> sorry, I just guess they sound like that. <laughs> but, but they get all mad, you know? He wasn't born as Christmas. Well, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't bother me because we're celebrating his birthday. Right. It doesn't matter when it was. It doesn't matter. I mean, it tells us where it was. But these people are trying to predict all these different things that happened. And the point is that it happened. So we need to celebrate. And right. The same with the feasts. Like, um, we have a Messianic Jew at our church. And he shows us all the feasts and tells us all the things that happen. And especially for the Israelites, that is mm -hmm. something that... They remember and they do at certain times, but they they do it because they were told to do it. Right. And it's not because they have to, and it's not because it just has to be a certain way. It's that that's how God wanted it. And what's funny is, you know, when those people are starting to be like nah, 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 about Christmas, you don't you don't see them, you know, not taking time off at work <laughs> for Christmas. True. You don't see them taking advantages of all the different things. So yeah. I think that's so funny. It's to me, to me, you know, I don't get involved in a lot of that because it just, you know, if I do, I'll get mad at them. <laughs> I'm afraid I get mad at them. But the thing is, is you know, they don't mind uh, celebrating the birth of Christ. They don't mind celebrating Christmas. That's right. Mm -hmm. They don't. They don't mind celebrating Christmas even if they don't think he was there. You know, right. they still want to do it. But it's just. It's just a day. It's just a day chosen to celebrate Jesus. And right. We need days like that. Yep. Yep. More. Do. More days like that. More days off. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so when Jesus came to the earth, he fulfilled over 400 prophecies from the Old Testament. And sometimes that just blows my mind because these Pharisees and, and people have been reading over and over these scriptures like they know them they have to learn them they have to memorize them and somehow they totally missed the whole point exactly <laughs> they just were so blinded they, they were, were blinded, blinded blinded by the enemy you know 
It was, it's just amazing. 400 prophecies and you couldn't even partway tell that that was Jesus. It's, <laughs> it's so sad. But. So Jesus, though, did predict many things throughout his time here on earth. When Jesus sent out the 12 disciples to preach the gospel, he warned them of things that would happen. And, but he gave them assurance in this. Right. So let's look at Matthew 10, verses 16 to 20. And this is out of the NIV. It says, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. And at that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Amen. Amen. So that's awesome. That, like, had to relieve some stress. You know? It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm going out into this world. People are going to want to kill me and all this stuff. And and it's like, nope, don't worry about it. I got this. You know? <laughs> God's saying, let me do all the speaking. Right. You just be my... Um, mouthpiece. Yeah, my yep. mouthpiece. Another thing Jesus predicted several times was his death, and he did that by the Holy Spirit. All the Gospels speak of how Jesus predicted his own death. Every one of them has yeah. different times. He spoke to the disciples plainly, but they didn't understand him. They couldn't understand. Yeah. But in one instance, we see where he pulled his disciples away and spoke only to them. Okay, and this is Luke 18, verses 31 to 33. And this is out of the NLT. It says, taking the twelve disciples aside, Jesus said, Listen, we're going up to Jerusalem where all the predictions of the prophets concerning the Son of Man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans, and he will be mocked, treated shamefully, and spit on. They will flog him with a whip and kill him. But on the third day, he will rise again. And it's interesting, he's talking about he. He's talking about he. He says he. It's like the third yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I never caught that. That's really good. So Jesus also prophesied as he told his disciples where to find the donkey for him to ride on in the triumphal entry to fulfill a predicted prophecy about him. All right. Okay, so Matthew 21, verses 1 through 5 out of the NIV. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find the donkey tied there, with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. That's right. So that's pretty specific stuff. Right. And then again in John 12, verses 14 through 16, out of the NLT, it says, Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy that said, Don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. His disciples didn't understand at that time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered into his glory, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. That's right. That would be kind of 
cool to like we have I do that sometimes like somebody says something and I don't really think a lot about it and then it happens and it's like oh that's what they were talking about <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah it's really it's just a cool kind of moment oh okay <laughs> all right so Jesus predicted that one of his own disciples Judas would betray him you know it must have been hard for him to know that he would be so betrayed but he knew it had to be done. Yeah. So John 13, verse 21 out of the NLT says it like this. Now Jesus was deeply troubled as he exclaimed, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. And in John 13, 26 to 27 out of the NIV, it says like this. Jesus answered, it is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. So Jesus told him, what you're about to do, do quickly. It's a hard thing. Jesus also predicted something else. He predicted the filling of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was to be sent when Jesus had risen and was seated at the right hand of God. So John 16, verses 12 to 15 out of the NIV says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he has made known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So he, he says that and then we see in Acts that this came to happen. So this right. is what they call the day of Pentecost. Right. So Acts 2 verses 1 to 4 out of the NIV says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I would have loved to have been there. Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But, well, Jesus was not the only one in the New Testament who predicted things to come. John was shown great things yet to happen in the book aptly named Revelation. That's right. <laughs> so John was only writing what he was told. It was not from him, but from God. All right, so let's look at Revelation 22, verse 7 out of the NIV. It says, Look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the word of the prophecy written on this scroll. It's important to remember that the act of prophesying did not stop in the Bible. There are many prophets still today. People are speaking on behalf of God every day. However, we need to be careful of false prophets. Yeah. False prophets are the ones that try to distract us and lead people astray by claiming they know things that they don't. Mm -hmm. I remember not long ago on... We live in a little town and going into a bigger town, there was a big billboard sign and it had like a countdown. 
And um, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. It was countdown to the end of the world until Jesus came back. And it was like for a month at least. It just kept right. counting down and down and down. And so everybody was like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And then the day came and like nothing happened. Right. <laughs> and so those are the kind of false prophets that that lead people astray that say, oh, you have to do this now because it's coming tomorrow. You know, and that's that's the thing. Nobody knows the, the time or place. And they get people all riled up and scared, too. Yeah. You know, we get people that are survivalists that start buying up all these different things like gold, gold mm -hmm. bars and silver bars and, and, Food. and weapons and, yeah. you know, trying to uh, get ready for the end of the world. Mm -hmm. But... One thing to understand is, you know, the church is not going to be part of the end of the world. They're going to be pulled out before that occurs. The believers. The believers, right? So not the church, but the, the ones that have placed all their sorry, the ones that have placed all their faith and trust in Jesus, as we'll read about in uh, Romans ten here in a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we want to say that hopefully the believers are in the church, <laughs> right? But unfortunately, there are. People in the church who are not right. real believers. Right. So and they think just because they're there, that's going to give them to heaven. That's right. Yeah. And it's not. It's all about the relationship with God. So God will let you know what you need when you ask Him. When you let the Holy Spirit guide you, you will always be headed in the right direction. You listen to Him. You follow Him. You just can't go astray. Unless you... Don't listen anymore. Or on purpose. <laughs> yeah. And we want to talk about, sometimes we can hear a word, quotation marks, from God. And if we're not careful, we take things into our own hands and try to predict what will happen in our own lives. So, like, let's say someone hears when he's a young age that he's going to be a pastor or something like that. Now, if you're not careful as you go through the times of your life, you can say, oh, this is how I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to go to this um, seminary school. This is what I'm going to do to become a pastor. And that's not how it's supposed to happen. Right. Jesus has a certain way. You know, God has set up places and times for you. So we got to be careful when we see a, a word like that or a prediction like that, that we don't take it into our own hands and try and figure it out because we'll mess it up like every, every time. Every time, yeah, exactly. So when we try this, we try to force the outcome to fit in this prediction. And this is not God's best for us. Even if we see the light at the end of the tunnel, we have to take the steps that God has ordained from us. If we went from zero, like where we are, to like 150, where we're going to end up, it would be crazy to try and think that you can get all at the end what you, have, what you don't have at the beginning. Right. Does that make sense? It's progressive. Yeah. And um, if you had it all at once, it would overwhelm you and you wouldn't know what to do with it because you weren't why, prepared. And that's why so many people that win the lottery and stuff like that, they get all this money at once and they don't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. So they just go out and spend everything. Yeah. So, you know, when it would be better just them. to put money like in stocks or whatever it is, you know, to uh, help it grow. You don't, you don't go out and you just, you, you just take it a little at a time. Mm -hmm. Just like God wants to spoon feed us and help us grow in the beginning so that we can work our way up to the meat of the word mm -hmm. and start growing even better in that and stronger right. into knowing what uh, our path that God has chosen for us is. Because it's so easy for us to say, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. And God's thinking, or God's 
uh, got something else completely different for you. Yeah. And then you start trying to do it on your own, and it just messes everything up. So. It does. It does. Yeah. And that can be hard. Yep. And if we get out of step with that, we can just stumble and fall. And that can be uh, disastrous on many levels. It'll be hard on us when that happens, when you fall and stumble, that's hard to get I, back up. But other people who see you too, they're like, oh, they tried that Jesus thing and they <laughs> fell. So yeah. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. And that's, that's very hard too. And we need to be aware of the fact that when we are Christians and we proclaim that and we tell people that, that it doesn't, that we need to live like that, you know, that we don't need to go out and still go drinking and stuff and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to church tomorrow. I'm a Christian. So things like that. People are watching you um, specifically at certain times. Like us doing this radio show and, and we do things at our church. We're leadership in our church. Mm -hmm. We need to know that people are watching us. Right. And they, they want to see from God what they need to see not us messing up or us doing something stupid and that doesn't mean that we won't or right. we don't but um but you need to be watchful for that and the world is looking at us too and they're just waiting for us to mess up yeah because oh, yeah. we all mess up say mm -hmm. aha i knew i knew you were you were bad mm -hmm. you know they, they don't that, that's not something they need to see but they need to see us you know fail yeah just like everyone else to. and you know it's it's just it's just part of life but the world wants to see us fail, and they want to they want to point it out every single time. That's right. You know? But you know, they also need to see us get back up again. Right. You know, we need to, okay, God, I messed up. I'm sorry. Let's start from here. Right. And, and they need to see you get back up and still keep walking with God. Right. And then they'll see the, the progression from there, and they'll see you prosper and things like that. You know, it's easy when somebody uh, elevates like one of the... Uh, actors or actresses yeah. or famous people that become Christians and then they they fail and do something and it's easy for them just to walk away from it. Yeah. Uh, and that's usually what happens. Mm -hmm. But it's harder for them to face the fact that they messed up and they did something but then they can say, well, God forgave me. Mm -hmm. I've been forgiven. Uh, I've got to forgive myself and keep going forward with God because that's exactly what David did. Yeah. You know, when we yeah. look at David and Bathsheba, I mean, he was a phenomenal king. He had a hiccup right there. But he even came back and said, you know, God, it's, it's against you that I have uh, sinned. sinned against. And he went forward. He didn't let it, you know, he lost the baby yeah. uh, through that illicit relationship. But he had another one. Mm. And that was Solomon. Yeah. He had more. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, you know, he didn't let it him down yeah and take over his life mm -hmm. he had to go through things but he made his peace with god right and god elevated him back up to the place of being the great king that he was right and so so you can get back up that's important to do you get knocked down you get back up because right. you know that god is always with you he will never leave you or forsake you and we can do anything through through christ who strengthens us that's right. <laughs> so God's timing is out of our hands. We cannot predict when he will move in our lives. But it's important to remember that his timing is always perfect. And that means we need to be ready 
all the time, even on a moment's notice. Right. All the time. So Jesus often spoke of being ready when the time came because no one knew the time of his return. And he kind of speaks about this in Matthew and among the other Gospels, but we're just going to look at Matthew today. All right, so Matthew 24, verses 36 to 44 out of the NIV, it says, But about that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and given in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have left his house to be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. That's right. And that's kind of what we were talking about before. When Jesus is coming back, it's like you said the, the church will be taken up or the believers. Mm -hmm. You know, one will be left and, I mean, one will be taken and one will be left. And that's just kind of how it's going to be. That's what you're talking about. And this is obviously talking about the day that Jesus comes back. The return of the Son of Man. Yes. Coming on the clouds of heaven. <laughs> that's right. So there are certain things that we know from Scripture that we can predict. We can predict that Jesus is coming back for his children. Yep. We know that. And Revelation explains all of that in detail. Um, that's something that if you're going to go through the book of Revelation, you might want to have a good study guide or something yeah. that can explain what's going on because it's really a lot of information right really a lot that we don't always understand and there's a lot of great free ones online too if you just search like revelation study a uh, free revelation study guide through yeah. google or yahoo or whatever search engine you use mm -hmm. they're really good so we cannot predict or assume what each person's relationship is with god so if you have a family member that you think oh they've never you know asked god into their lives that that could be not true, you know. They they may have had an opportunity at some point to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Right. So you just you it's kinda like we talked about judgment. You can't judge where someone else is in their walk with God. And it's not our it's not our place to judge. We're simply to hold on to the hope that our loved ones are with God when they pass. Right. We just we hold on to that hope. But we know it's very sad when we know for sure that people have not accepted Christ and they pass away. That's just kind of a hard thing to deal with. So, yeah. And we don't always know exactly what their last moment on earth or their last breath is, is either. That's so. right. Or we can't predict everything that happens. What so we, we, what we have, have to do, though, is we have to be those seeds, planted, planting seeds in their life all the time. Right. Seeds of hope, seeds of love, seeds of Jesus, seeds of the Holy Spirit, seeds of God, seeds of heaven. 
you know, those all those all those little tiny seeds, we can start even if we just plant a tiny little millimeter seed or whatever it is, you know, like a mustard seed as as the word says, you know, that those mustard seeds grow up to be pretty big. <laughs> and they're the big tiniest trees. of seeds. Mm -hmm. Right. So all godly prediction is done through the Holy Spirit. That's right. We're, <laughs> we're getting there, aren't yep. we? So there are things that we can try to predict on our own, but again, they can fail and cause others to stumble and fall in their walk with Christ. However, when we are Christ's examples, we can predict that he will always save the people who ask him into their lives and accept him as their savior. That's right. So Romans 10 verses 9 through 10 is a scripture we always talk about at the end of our shows. But it says this, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Amen. Yeah. So that's the end of our episode talking about prediction. But um, let me ask you a couple questions. Have you ever been to our website, themessengersradio.com? Uh, you may be listening to us just through SoundCloud, or you may be listening to us through iTunes, or one of the other services we have, like Spreaker. But if you have never been to our website, we would encourage you to go there because you can actually uh, find out all of our different social media places to get to from that, which would be like Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and and uh, all these different types of things. We don't do a whole lot on there. We yes. should be, but we don't really do a whole lot on those. But uh, if, if you'll just, if you know, if we can get more followers and see that people really want to hear from us, then that'll probably be more of an encouragement for us to, to do more in social media. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, if you haven't ever been there, uh, you can go to our website, like I said again, themessengersradio.com, and you can contact us. Let us know what you think of the shows, yeah. or this may be the first show you've ever heard. Mm -hmm. uh, you also can go to all of our different shows from those different uh, social aspects and keep in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Uh, if you need a prayer request, let us know. If you need a Bible, let us know. Yeah. Or if you need study guides, or if you need us to, uh, if you got a question, we'll be happy to answer it if we can, however, however we need to. That's right. So we will help you in any way we can because we think it's important that even if you make a decision for Christ, it's, that's the most important part, but you yeah. need to keep growing. You need to keep following what the, the Lord is leading you to do and where he's leading you to go. That's right. He always so. has a plan for your life. Even if it may not seem like it, mm -hmm. he has a plan for your life. And his plan is always better than ours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of uh, making a decision for Christ, have you ever done that before? Have you, have you ever asked Jesus into your heart and changed your eternal address from hell to heaven? So this is the most important decision that you will ever make in your life. You know, it's more important than uh, any kind of job that you would want or, or need or have, any kind of uh, more important than the college that you're going to go to or what you're going to do in life. This, this, this is like an eternal decision. This isn't just a temporal decision that is done here on earth. So let's look at, as we said a minute ago, we, let's look at what God's words promises for us. Romans 10 verses 9 through 10 that says, if you will confess Jesus with your mouth, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
And then Romans 10 verse 13 says, For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Right? Amen. Amen. Love that one. So call upon his name today. We're going to do that if you've never done that before. By the, God's grace, he's already done everything to provide salvation. He did that through his son, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Your part is to simply believe and receive. So if you're ready to change your eternal salvation, if you're ready to believe and receive what God has for you and start a new life, I want you to pray this out loud with me, but I want, you to, I want it to come from your heart. Not just be words that come out of your mouth. This needs to be a heart change. So if you would say this, Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. So the very moment that you commit your life to Jesus Christ, the truth of His Word will instantly come to pass in your spirit. That means that you've been born again and that there's a brand new you. Amen. Amen. So, <laughs> so, we, so if you've done that, you know, there, just know that there are not just us and other people around the world, but there are angels in heaven rejoicing oh, because yeah. of the decision that you have made. There's a party going on. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, let us know if you've made this decision. Go to our website, and uh, themessengersradio.com. Click on that contact button and let us know. Yeah. We would, we would love to help you in any way that we can. So until next time, hopefully it won't be a month and a half or so <laughs> before we do another show. But yeah. we just we thank you guys for listening, and we hope that you've gotten something out of this uh, lesson on prediction. Yes. Thank you, we guys. We love you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye. Did you learn anything from today's show? Feel free to contact us on our website, themessengersradio.com.